Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Friday, August 24th. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Meet My Friend Friday, and I have a very special friend on the show with me today. Uh, author Sue Heimer is on here, and we're going to be talking about a book that she wrote that I absolutely loved called When You Feel Like Screaming. I'm just going to stop right there. The rest of the title is Practical Help for Frustrated Moms, but she had me at When You Feel Like Screaming. So if you've been frustrated or you can tell that you're losing your temper more than you'd like to with your kids, or you're a dad who's trying to help his wife not lose her mind parenting and keep her joy, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I am actually in Iowa right now, you guys. I'm super excited. We've been talking about this on the podcast. I am at Prairie Lakes Church in Cedar Falls, and tonight I will be at the Cedar Falls Campus Worship Center from 7 to 9 for the kickoff of the women's conference there. I am so excited. You guys, I have copies of Prayers for the Battlefield with me, and I'm going to be speaking tonight from 7 to 9, then also tomorrow, August 25th from 9 to 11.30. Don't miss it. Doors open tonight at 6 p.m. and 8 a.m. on Saturday. I am here uh, in Iowa just to encourage you that you have been born onto a battlefield, but the Lord of Heaven's armies is fighting by your side. And so um, bring your questions, uh, bring prayer concerns. We're going to worship the Lord together and dig into his word. And I promise you, it's going to change your life. You're going to leave encouraged. So I'll be here for the next, uh, for the next day and a half. So come on out and join me. Also, you guys know my speaking season is starting to kick back into gear again. If you want to find out where I will be this fall and early next spring, please check it out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. There's a lot of things coming up. Uh, the next thing I'm going to be doing, and I'm really excited about this, obviously, is the MomStrong Conference in Houston. So at, I will be at Katie's first, just outside of Houston, Texas. The 22nd of September, I will be at the MomStrong Conference at Katie's first uh, and that is going to be an incredible event. This is our second year in a row going back there. The weekend after that, I will be speaking at the HSLDA Leader Summit in Washington, D.C. And then uh, the very next weekend, the MomStrong Conference in Vancouver, Washington happens on the 6th of, of October. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, check it out. You can get tickets right now, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Events. All right. Without further ado, I want to introduce my friend. It is Meet My Friend Friday, and I do not believe that my friend Sue has ever been on the show, and you guys are going to love her. Uh, Sue is a wife. She's been married to her hubby, Kurt, for 34 years. She is a mom to four uh, grown sons, and she's surrounded by grandkids, and she's also uh, a Bible teacher and an international speaker. She is an amazing woman. She's a friend of mine. You guys are going to love her. Sue, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I appreciate it. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you. I'm so excited. I actually opened it the other day when I was coming home from the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center. We had a night of prayer there. And, you know, you are like me. We just believe in the power of prayer. And we we just sensed the Holy Spirit and we saw, we see God doing amazing things. So we were, we'd had kind of a rough day. You know what I'm talking about? One of those days where you're just like, can we quit? Can we be done? And uh, we got together to pray and the Lord did amazing things. And there was this package just sitting there that had been sitting there all day long that, uh, I don't know, Amazon delivered or something. And I just thought, I don't know what I thought. And I, so I opened it up in the dark in the car and my husband was driving and I, you know, I screamed. He's like, what, what, what? 
like, it's my book. So no fanfare. I just opened it up, uh, you know, 10 o'clock at night in the dark in my car. Uh, and I took pictures of it in the dark. <laughs> but you know how it is to have a book come out. You just had a book come out. Uh, and it's really kind of a, a neat thing to sort of birth a book, isn't it? It is. It is. I think it would have been easier to birth an elephant. But yeah. <laughs> so your latest book, the book that you released just a, just a while ago, is called When You Feel Like Screaming, Practical Help for Frustrated Moms. I remember getting uh, the manuscript for this in the mail, and it just resonated with me. And I think it's going to resonate with all the moms who are listening, uh, because we, this is a daily occurrence for a lot of us, right? That we feel overwhelmed, that we feel that we're frustrated. And we wind up saying things to our kids that we can't believe even came out of our mouth. You know, I remember thinking one day, I sound like my mother. <laughs> I said, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this. And I, I loved your book so much uh, that I wrote an endorsement for it. And in, in sort of in that endorsement, I had said, I can't believe I said that. I'm sorry, sweetheart, please forgive me. I wasn't exactly winning at motherhood the day I realized I was habitually saying unkind things to my kids, things I didn't even mean. Blame it on stress, call it bad parenting. The net result was the same. I was wounding my precious kids and I wanted to do better. So if you can relate uh, to that, and I know a lot of you can, uh, Sue gets right to the core of why we yell uh, in her book without sending moms on a guilt trip. And so Sue, when you, when you, First of all, I just want to ask, you you had to have been either had this experience in your own life or been around a lot of mothers who were having uh, this experience of being, you know, so frustrated by the end of the day that they just, you know, we don't even care if the kids put themselves to bed or not, you know, uh, what what was the driving force behind you taking the time and energy to put into this book? Right. Yeah. You know, I didn't start out. You hold that newborn in your arms and you look at him, you would never dream you'd raise your voice at him. And then life happens. The first time I yelled at my oldest son, it surprised me, took me back. But then as the days went on, it didn't affect me like it used to. And by the time we had our third born son, I found that I had developed a habit of raising my voice. When my triggers got tripped, I yelled. You can call it yelling, screaming, flipping out. Some moms struggle with the word scream. That sounds too harsh to them. Maybe you want to call it unglued, but I lost it with my children. And my aha moment was um, the day, two weeks after our fourth born son, he was still an infant. And um, I had always called our third born son, Casey, my little angel. It was just a term of endearment because we thought he'd be our final child. And four and a half years later, the Lord blessed us with our fourth born son and uh, Brock had had a really tough night, and I was up all night with that baby. And the next morning, I finally rocked him down, took him down. The next morning, I put Brock down for a nap, and I exhausted. I was so exhausted. I came out of the bedroom, and I was just shutting Brock's door. And our sweet little third-born son, Casey, came running in the back door, and he had something in his hands he was going to show me that he had discovered outside in the yard. And he said, Mommy, Mommy, look what I found. And I looked at him, and I just started screaming. And I said, you just, man, don't you know how tired I am? I am exhausted. Look what you've done. And I walked back into Brock's bedroom to comfort him again. About 10 minutes later, I came out of Brock's bedroom, and I assumed Casey was outside playing again because there was, the living room was quiet, and I didn't 
hear anyone in the house. And all of a sudden I heard some noise coming from behind the couch and I walked over there to explore what it was. And behind the couch, I heard Casey's little voice saying, but I thought I was her littlest angel. And he Oh, that's awful. It was. And that, that was my aha moment that day. I said, something's got to change. I can't be alone in this. I can't be the only mom that loses it with her kids. And so I did a survey. I asked over 300 moms. I, I interviewed them face-to-face, sent out questionnaires, and just said, do you lose it with your kids? Why? And if you do, why? And of those 300 women, and this was across the globe, um, 298 admitted that they at least raised their voice. And I thought, okay, then this isn't just me. And I found comfort in that. But then that really gave me the courage to say, then why? What is it? And um, in that survey, when I said, if you do scream or lose it, why? And it was stress, exhaustion, the exhaustion, and it's because they're overwhelmed with demands. Hmm. Hmm. I can relate. I think as I'm listening to you, I'm like, yep, check, check, check. You know, I think that's, I think that's, that's every mom's, you know, you got it. You got to see what it is, right? You've got to identify what puts you over the edge, which means you've got to be willing to sit down and just and examine what's going on in your life. Because I don't know a single mother who has yelled at her kids, including myself, who's just like, yes, I hope my kids remember me as a screaming, yelling, you know, a crazy mom who snapped for every little thing that they did wrong. Because really, our, we're, our kids are going to leave our homes and they're going to take our memories of us uh, with them, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's what I challenged myself that day and now challenge other moms. You have to identify, you're going to have a sense of empowerment as a mom when you identify what puts you over the edge. And so, you know, most of the time when I lost it, the last thing I wanted to do is go document it on a piece of paper. I wanted to just forget it because I was already feeling this overwhelming sense of guilt that I had just yelled again. But even notes in her phone or a little scrap piece of paper on the counter, if a mom will start to identify what was it that made her lose her indoor mommy voice that day? You know, she could be having an amazing morning, then all of a sudden she loses it. Well, what was it? And when you can right. start just jotting it down, you're going to see a pattern and change begins when we become hyper aware of that breaking point. So you need to find hmm. out what is it. Hmm. So if you're so, all right. So you've said in the book, you talk about identifying what it is that puts you over the edge. I know for me, um, it's having too many things on, too many things going on at one time. You know, and I'm I'm a multitasker. I think like most women, I can handle quite a bit. Um, but years ago, uh, I wrote a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. And I was talking about leaving white space on in your day so that you can collect your thoughts, white space on your calendar. And when I know I'm going to be the screaming mom when there's no white space. You know, if, I, if, if too many things come at me at once, I can almost always, I can guarantee as soon as I start to feel that internal like, ah, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, so for me, over, you know, 27 years of parenting, I'm learning. I don't always do it, but I'm learning to sort of see that I can see the triggers coming before it actually comes. What do you say to the mom who hasn't identified yet what it is 
I mean, you said write things down, which is really great. It's so hard for me to remember to write things down in the moment. But at the end of the day, when I'm reflecting, I can go, okay, I had this happen and this happened and this happened and this resulted in that. What do you tell to mom who's just like, she recognizes she's hip deep in it, in it and she's frustrated with herself. Um, where, where can, where does she start? You talk about going, getting a hiding place. I think that's a great place. Didn't Susanna Wesley do that in her apron? <laughs> yes. Threw that apron right over her head. That is really important. You know, first, when you identify, sometimes it's just really cut and dry. For instance, if you identify that you have really good days, but you see a pattern that when your husband is late, maybe has business meetings, he's late for dinner, the kids are crying every night at 5.30, they're hungry, you're waiting, you're frustrated, and you yell. Okay, so that's a that, that's a fix that you can do. You can say, you know, we're going to eat at 5 o'clock every night or 5.30, and honey, I really want you here. We want to have family dinner, but do we sacrifice family dinner for peace in the home? Do we sacrifice family dinner maybe a couple nights a week so I can be the calm, confident mom I need to be? So maybe you just make a set that we eat dinner every night at this time, whether dad's here or not. And then when dad joins us, maybe we have a snack with dad. That's a fix that you can immediately implement into your life. Or maybe the mom is, you know, flipping out every day over her teen daughter's room. And simply maybe the fix for right now is just to shut the door of the room and say, we're not going to discuss your room. You know, I had a mom that I that she said every day I scream at my daughter about her room. And I said, here's my e- my personal email. I said, I want you to do something for me. I want you to shut the door of her room and say, honey, we're not going to discuss your room this week. And if you need any laundry done, you are to bring it out and do it yourself. I said, do that for seven days. And I want you to email me at the end of seven days and tell me how things are going. She emailed me and she said, this was a game changer. He said, my daughter and I even had some really sweet conversations. I haven't lost it. I haven't yelled because I simply left the battlefield. And there's no shame in leaving that battlefield to let things escalate in your home. So she shut the door. And he said, you know, sooner or later, we'll probably have to address it. But I'm hoping sooner or later that daughter's going to get tired of dealing with the squalor. And maybe the mom needs a tetanus shot before she enters the room. At some point. <laughs> but the whole thing. That mom wrote down, seen the pattern, or at least thought about it, and did something about it. It gave this mom a sense of empowerment because she identified the number one thing that was putting her over the edge, and it was a game changer for her family. So some things are very specific that you can change, but other times they're not as specific. And you're right, Heidi, maybe that mom needs to implement that hiding place. And her hiding place is going to look very different from maybe her best friends. My hiding place, as I wrote in the book, was I would go in my walk-in closet of my master bedroom, shut the door, and up on the shelf behind some boxes, I kept a one-pound bag of (laughs) M&Ms. You're like my husband. That's what he does. Yes, I would sit on the floor of my closet and just eat a few M&Ms, and that was my hiding place. That's where I went to de-escalate, to calm down, but also it was just a few moments just for me. And, you know, I knew where my kids were. They were safe because they were beating on the master bedroom door, saying, Mommy, what you doing in there? What you doing in there? (laughs) So I knew my kids were safe because they were right out the door, but it was my, my place. 
And it, it made a huge difference. For some moms, it's walking through a bookstore or going to a coffee shop. Some some moms or grandmas, it's doing Zumba, you know, or scrapbooking, just something they do just for them, an intentional hiding place. I we we couldn't afford a sitter many, many years. And so for mine, it was that walk-in closet, my own sanctuary. And I would go in there just five or ten minutes maybe every few hours just to gather myself and, and come, you know, just calm down and get control. Sometimes I just needed to step out to get control. Um, but a mom does. I put in the book, we need to become the master of our days instead of the victims. I lived as a victim so many days where my schedule was out of control. I took on way too much. And it was my husband who actually pulled me aside one day and said, to you are overscheduling yourself on a consistent basis. And he asked me where my husband's very type A, very organized. He had given me a day planner. And he said, where's that day planner I gave you? And, you know, I went and um, I, I found it on a shelf. And, and he said, would you bring that to me? And I did. And he said, Sue, this will help you if you start writing down everything you do during the day. Run kids to preschool. Do loads of laundry, do grocery store run. He said, you do ways so much now, and then you keep adding to it, and you are constantly overwhelmed. And he was right. I was. And so starting to keep a track of all I did in one day helped me start to say no and actually become the master instead of the victim of my day. Um, on my website, I have a free download, and it's seven questions to ask yourself before adding anything to your schedule. I actually printed this out and hung it on our fridge, and it hung there for years because it helped me get more control over my schedule. It asked questions like, will this benefit me or my family in a positive way? Do I have a, com- a passion for this new commitment? Am I saying yes out of guilt? If my schedule is already full, if so, what am I going to admit to add on this new responsibility? And no, you can't admit the kids. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's true. And I think that's so much of it. You know, we because we can say uh, I this this is often, you know, I have a board now that helps me decide which speaking engagements I take and which ones I don't, because I want to take them all. I want to take them all, and so I can answer, will it benefit me and my, or my family in a positive way? Yes, I'm probably going to get pay, paid for being there, and I'm going to love being there. I'm going to love uh, – it's how we make an, a living, and I have a passion for it. So those things go together because I love to do it. Am I saying yes out of guilt? No, I just love to do it. Here's the thing. If my schedule's already full, what will I admit from my schedule to take on this new thing? And, and so often I just have to say, I can't omit anything. Like I already committed to this. I said I would do that. This is date night with my husband. This is a you know birthday party for one of my kids. I can't omit those things. And so that is what prompts me to go back often and say, I'm sorry, I'm uh, my schedule is full. We need to look at a different time or maybe look at this time next year. And I think that it's a, for every mom, that reads your list. I loved your list. I love the next one too. Is this absolutely necessary obligation at this season of my life? Uh, because we are all in different seasons of life. If you're a mom and you're in the peanut butter and jelly season of life and you're surrounded by little ones or you've got nursing infants, this is probably not the time for you to become a Mary Kay consultant, you know? And so 
you know, we, we're looking at seasons of our lives and, uh, and asking ourselves, really, we have to know ourselves uh, to be able to be able to make this list uh, work. Because I was like, when I, when I read through your list, I was like, oh yeah, good, good. good. Oh, that's the one that gets me. Um, I get to this point and I'm like, you know what? Because remember I told you earlier, that's the thing that makes me crazy is when I overschedule myself and it's always, my intentions are good. You know, I, I see a good thing and it's a good opportunity. And I think, oh man, I didn't, you know me, I have such a passion for mothers. Um, I would go to every, I would, you know, I would take every coffee date. I would take every, you know, I would take every three person speaking opportunity that came my way because I'm so passionate about it, but you can't do it all. And I think moms need to understand that the primary thing that they are doing while their kids are home is, um, teaching their own kids how to function as adults. We're teaching our own kids. We're, we're hopefully we're leading by example. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. You know, and your greatest, I, I truly believe your greatest ministry is your own family. That's your first greatest ministry. And if you're, if you've just signed up to take, you know, a sick neighbor, hot roast potatoes, carrots, and dessert, and your kids are home eating SpaghettiOs, that's not the in your life to be doing that. You'll later in life. But right now, your children are your first ministry. And that's not to guilt trip moms. It's just true. It helps you. I love that question. Is this a necessary obligation at this season of your life? Because that might be for down the road. And um, also one of the questions is, what does your husband and children think of this commitment? It's amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, you know, when you talk to your kids about it, They'll, they'll tell you. Yeah, no, it's really true. And then the other, the last question on your list is, will this decision make me more available to be used by God or less available? And, uh, you know, and those are things we take before the Lord and just, we really need, you know, because our flesh can want to do something when the, when the spirit is saying, no, this isn't what I have for you. This isn't my best. I love that. I think it was mother Teresa who said, uh, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And, uh, and that's where, that's where it starts. I saw that actually, I've seen that quote, you know, many times over the years, but I saw it on the billboard of a church, uh, in, uh, in our city the other day. And I thought, good for the church, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we're so focused, I think often on the, on the wrong things or we're home, but we're not really present. And that was another thing that I, that was another takeaway that I got, uh, from your book was just this, the, the absolutely life-changing importance of taking the opportunity as God gives it to us to love our children while they're home. Oh, that is so true. You know, I tell a story in the book about our son Brock and when he was younger, he had come into the, to the room and I had my speaking bag by the back door and he said, so are you speaking somewhere today? And I said, yes, actually I am. But I said, um, it's, it's a, it's a short trip. I'm just going a few hours away and then I'll be home this afternoon. And he paused and he said, so uh, will you be here when I get home? And I thought, wow, you know, he's not interested nor impressed that I'm going to speak to women across the country. Your children are impressed if you're on a committee or you're president of the board. They just want to know, will you be there? And they can't do those good things, but it's got to be in balance. And when I get those out of balance, it trips my triggers and I lose it with my children. They just happen to be the poor soul that ha- that's standing there. Um, 
they're not always like we, we can't blame this on our kids that we screen because our kids did whatever X, Y, or Z. Most of the time, it's all the other things going on in our life, and they just happen to be standing there when we let loose. Yep, it's absolutely right. And I think sometimes, you know, we we think about uh, the other thing. I think a good indicator of a healthy family is if you're doing something and your kids are and your kids are okay. I was just Jay and I were talking to a friend of ours uh, yesterday afternoon, and he, you know, we've got a lot of things on our plate right now, and several of my kids are grown and leading lives of their own now. Um, but I still have a few kids at home. And he was asking Jay and I how we were doing in the midst of all these things that God has us doing. And I said, you know, there's a peculiar grace over our family right now for this. Because my human standard, it seems like we shouldn't be able to do it. But I said, the markers are, are fine. Our children are doing well. Our marriage is well. Our walk with the Lord is doing well. Those are the three main markers. And for for a mom who's frustrated and she's screaming at her kids all the time, I always tell them, I think, and you're doing the same thing, Sue, in your book, is go and look at those three main markers. You know, how is your marriage doing? How is your relationship with your kids? Um, how is your walk with the Lord? Are you Do you have time to spend with the Lord every day, or are you so busy that um, that has fallen to the wayside? And I think usually when those three those three things are out of order, that's the beginning of the yelling. At least for me, that's always been that's when the screaming starts. <laughs> you know, it's because Absolutely. my life is out of balance somehow. Mm-hmm. That and so that's very true. You know, I I want to encourage moms, um, especially as as they're going through the book. I'm a big practical application type of gal, and um, and I need a lot of illustrations for myself. But I want to encourage them. You know, our Casey, he was my aha moment when I found him behind the couch saying, I, I thought I was her littlest angel. And that spurred me to make change. That was the, the catalyst to move me forward and change up some of my communication. But our Casey got married five years ago and it was time for the, the mother-son dance. And um, I, I can't dance. So I knew we were going to do the junior high shuffle where we just like twirl in a circle. <laughs> right. And, my six foot three handsome son took me to the dance floor by the hand. He took me by the hand, led me to the dance floor. And as we were twirling in front of 300 people, I looked at him and I said, Casey, I'm so sorry. I wasn't always the mom you needed me to be. Because I was having those flashbacks of those moments where I just lost it. And he looked at me right in the eyes and he said, Mom, you were the best mom a boy could hope for. You were the best mom. In Casey's eyes, I was the best mom. All those times I had blown it and erupted like a volcano when I should have stayed in control. I was still best. Heidi, I was best in that boy's eyes. And moms out there, they are the best mom for their child. They are the imperfect best mom. And they're not always going to get it right. There's so many times and you, you can relate when you're in the vehicle going down the road and you have that predictable conversation, right? With your kids where they're yelling from the back, mom, are we there? Are we there yet? How much longer? And you turn around and you say, we're not there yet, but we're getting closer and 10 minutes later, the same conversation, are we there yet? And you're like, we're not there yet, but we're getting closer. And, you know, as a mom, we may not be there yet. We may not be the scream 
free mom we want to be, but we're getting closer. Each day, we're getting closer to being that confident, controlled mom who says what she means, she means what she says, and she stays in control. Hmm, that's so good. We are uh, over time, but really quickly, I wanted to uh, to address something for the dad who's listening to this, and he knows his wife is struggling, and she's overwhelmed. Uh, what's the first thing that you would tell him to do? Just one practical thing to the dad who's like, oh man, I really want to, I know my wife's struggling, or maybe he's screaming at the kids because their their life is uh, feels like it's spinning out of control, and this isn't, we, we aren't the parents that we want our kids to remember. Um, what do you tell that dad? How can he love on his wife? Mm-hmm. The same words my husband said to me when I was overwhelmed and frustrated. He looked me in the eyes and he says, I want to be your hero. I want to be that guy that helps you. So will you accept my help? How can I help you? Let's explore some ways so we both can be the calm, controlled parents we want to be. I love that. Every every wife wants to, wants to hear her husband say, how can I help you and recognize the problem without laying a guilt trip on her? Don't, don't, uh, don't go to your wife and say, you've been screaming a lot lately. We need to talk about this. <laughs> that, would be the wrong, that would be the wrong approach. You want to go to her just like Sue's husband, Kurt, and say, I want to help you. I want to be, I want to be your hero. I want to be, uh, I want to help you. I think that's precious. Sue, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. It has just been a delight to have you here. It's been an honor, Heidi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For those of you who would like to uh, get Sue's book, and I hope that you will, it's called When You Feel Like Screaming, Practical Help for Frustrated Moms. I will link back to Sue's book at the show notes today and to all things related to Sue Heimer. You can find her at her website, but don't stare off the road or feel like you can't rinse the shampoo out of your hair. Uh, just go back to the show notes and I will link back to those uh, things today. I have appreciated Sue uh, so much. I will, and when you go to her website, you can find the list that we just talked about uh, here at the show notes today. Seven questions to ask before adding anything to your schedule. Listen, it's been my joy to be with you. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you, it would encourage us greatly if you would go to iTunes, uh, rate it, leave a review for it. Same thing is true of uh, Becoming MomStrong over at Amazon. Um, and my brand new book, Prayers for the Battlefield, is in my hands now, which means you guys are going to have it really soon. So we're still in the pre-order uh, time for Prayers for the Battlefield. You can order it anywhere books are sold. And I hope it encourages and blesses you. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, everybody. And I will see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.